Welcome back. Welcome back to the Chet House. I'm your host, Ken and Mob, and I hope you're having a wonderful, productive day. Today's guest, um, he's just one of those guys that um, always helping, always lending, uh, always supportive. He's done a whole list of things in the community as far as him being a support unit. And I'm very excited today to speak with him, brother Keith Knox. One of those uh, conversations we always talk about is family values, family structure. Um, so today, we give you access to that conversation. Let's give Brother Knox a call. Hello. Mr. Knox, how are you? I am well. How are you doing? I'm doing fairly well. This is uh, Ken from the chat house. Okay. Yes. And the topic we were wanting to speak with you about would be how important is good, strong uh, family value, family structure, and having that well-rounded family system in place for young people? Well, it's paramount for young people, especially when we see how the world is today. When we're looking at the family structure, the family structure is the foundation for civilization and so without that strong family structure we see a lot of the problems that we face in the world today Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you look at the fact that in many areas the family is coming under attack so having a strong family structure is paramount especially uh, when we look at the world in which we live in now i've encountered some young men that um they seem to have issue with older males. And in my particular situation, these were young African-American males. And if you say something to them, they'll say, um, that old dude or that old, you know, they'll call them out of their names. And it seems like the respect line is gone. Well, again, they're buying into what society has told them, especially within our community. Mm-hmm. Many times they don't value the knowledge and life experiences that older individuals may have. And many of them may have grown up in a home where they may not have necessarily had a strong father figure. So therefore they had to grow up on their own. Um, Some of them were forced into these roles very early in life. And so they are used to making their own decisions and not asking others for assistance because they grew up in an environment where they did not have that assistance either available to them or offered to them. So because a lot of them grew up having to make quick, fast decisions on their own, not looking to older, more experienced African-American males as role models, Mm -hmm. they just make those decisions on their own. And so because of that, it can cause a conflict when they do meet an older individual who may be willing to assist and offer them some suggestions because, again, it's something that they're not used to. That's what that's what sometimes make it a, a bit more appealing for them to join um gangs i've heard a few young men tell me um that was their their family uh believe it or not gang members and being you know being in a gang even though uh the lifestyle could be 
somewhat deadly. They will accept that life versus not having any family. They they literally would gravitate towards street life and having that brotherhood, which society would dub it as gang or gang life. Well, again, all of us need to have a feeling of community or a feeling of family. Mm-hmm. That's the way we were designed. None of us, uh, no one is an island. Um, so we are normal for us to want to seek like association with individuals that feel and believe the same way that we do. And so when these young men are in this gang environment, again, as you mentioned, they have that feeling of family. They have that feeling of camaraderie. They have that feeling that there's someone that understands their plight in life. Mm -hmm. But again, because they haven't been exposed to that at the family structure, many of them may have grown up in a home where there wasn't a father figure. Or maybe if there was a father figure there, it wasn't necessarily the best example that they needed. And so, again, they had to grow up quick and fast on their own, making decisions on their own. Many of them may not have necessarily been the best decisions, but it was what they made. And then when they do get into an environment where they have life association with individuals that think the way that they think and they feel that feeling of family, many times that is in a gang environment. Um, I met a young man and um, he actually grew up in a household with his father. And um, his father um, didn't make a whole lot of money. So his father didn't believe in spending a whole lot of money, which kind of, I guess, makes sense. And um, the young man had um, friends that were, I guess you would say, in the drug trade. And um, he was able to get some of the things that uh, he wanted, not needed, but just wanted, you know, certain type of shoes, certain type of clothing, jewelry, you know, so on and so forth. And that ended up getting him put out of the the home he was in. I think he was 16 at the time. And, um, but he told me like he would rather go out and do that to get the things he wanted because his dad just didn't provide the way he wanted him to. Well, see, when we start looking at things like that, we also have to understand, especially in the young commercialized world in which we live in today, mm-hmm. the peer pressure yes. that many of our young ones go through. You know, yeah. Um, when we grew up, it was different, you know. But now, again, everything is so sensationalized because of the quick turn of everything. The Internet, um, tweeting and Facebooking and all these commercialized entities that are out there putting a lot into our young ones heads that in order for them to be successful, they have to dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. They have to wear a certain type of clothing, yep. certain type of shoes. And so if mom and dad's budget doesn't allow them to do that, then the child goes out and tries to supplement the income so that they can be part of the in crowd yep, because everyone wants that feeling of acceptance. On the other side of that coin, um, I was talking to older gentlemen. Some were divorced, some were still married, but they had the same complaint. They were like their wives or girlfriends were overparenting or somewhat, um, I guess you would say, kind of like uh, smothering the son. It made them feel like the mother was like turning the son against them because she would be over nurturing and she would always, you know, side with the son. So 
Now you're trying to teach the son about life ain't going to be fair all the time and get some thick skin and, uh, you know, things you would tell your son to prepare himself to be a man. But the mother, she just does the overparenting thing. I don't know if you ever experienced that before. Oh, absolutely. Again, within the family structure, each person has a role to play Mm -hmm. within the family. And oftentimes you will find that mothers are more nurturing. Mm -hmm. Women feel. Men are thinkers. We're fixers. We Mm -hmm. just want to fix things. We just want to get it fixed. And so society has taught us that men, being that we're fixers, we learn to fix things. So we want our children to grow up to be self-sustaining individuals that can be quick thinkers, that can problem solve, and that can make advancements and achievements on their own. Mm -hmm. Women being a little more nurturing, being more caring, they want them to feel that the world is going to be a caring place and that they can find support. But the real world sometimes (laughs) doesn't give us, especially people of color, Mm -hmm. that type of support. So we have to learn, especially as men, that we have to be industrious, we have to be quick thinkers, and when the world knocks us down, we have to get back up. Because many times the world is always going to knock us down. It doesn't matter how many times we get knocked down. What matters is how many times we get back up. So the, the secret is to keep getting back up and keep moving forward. So what would be your advice for a young man or or a man that's in a, a marriage or a relationship uh, with his wife and she's overprotective with the son? That father sees that this is not helping. How does he go to her and say, hey, this is not good? Like, you know, we need a new game plan. Again, the family dynamic can be something uh, that can be a challenge, mm-hmm. but it can also be very wonderful and, and rewarding at the same time. But whatever you're going to achieve in life, it takes good communication. It yes. takes two good people that are willing to communicate. And we have to also be good listeners. I remember growing up, my father said, God gave you two ears and one mouth. <laughs> that means we should listen twice as much as we speak. Wow. But unfortunately, many of us, we want to talk, 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 talk. But in order to be a good communicator, we have to be able to listen. And we listen in such a way to try to understand what the other person is trying to tell us. It doesn't mean that we are always going to agree, but it just means that I'm going to try to empathize. I'm going to try to put myself in that other person's position. So it takes two good communicators, two good listeners, and especially within a family unit, there's there, there has to be some type of compromise there. But at the same time, each person needs to be validated and respected for the way that they feel. I know my wife and I oftentimes talk about things and so each one of us has a role and we see this especially in the environment that we live in today uh, when we look at the role that many um, men of color are given society has taught others that men of color have no value Mm -hmm. uh, that we don't take care of our families Mm -hmm. uh, that we run out on people that we're incarcerated at higher risks and again the numbers all reflect these things but that's not all of us. So we have to understand that the deck is already stacked against us. So when we realize that the deck is stacked against us, then we have to be smarter than that. We don't want to fall into the trap that others may set for us, 
So in order for us to be successful, especially in raising young men of color, uh, we have to understand that we need to be a good example for them. We need to be approachable. And then they, in turn, need to put themselves into a position where when they need assistance, that they can, that they can have a safe haven or a place where they can go and get that assistance. And um, I want to add uh, accountability. Um, I was talking to a young man, and um, he was just complaining about what his mama didn't do, what his daddy didn't do. Yes. And mm-hmm. he was just always angry. And every time I talked to him, and I've said to him on more than one occasion, Sir, you're an adult now. <laughs> Whatever yep. mom and daddy, mom and daddy didn't do it what you thought they should have did, that's over. Like, you got to find a way to pick yourself up and move forward. They gave you the main thing. Yes. And again, we need to look at the environment in which our parents grew up in, the environment that we as individuals grow up in, and what environment are our children going to grow up in. Things have changed along the road to life. So many times we can't always look at what we haven't done or what we don't know. Uh, Life is the best teacher. Mm -hmm. And we learn from it when we experience certain things. So what that means is sometimes it's just like driving our car. We can't plan for the future if we're always looking in the rearview mirror about what happened behind us. You know, we can learn from our past mistakes we can learn from the things in the past but we have to plan for the future so when we have a situation where we have individuals that may be always criticizing themselves or i didn't have this and i didn't have that well that's may have been where we came from but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to end up where we're going so we can always along the way of life take different paths that can help us to ultimately achieve our goals so that we can be successful. What would you say to a young person in a situation where they have no family and, um, you know, they're torn between trying to do the right thing and trying to please their peers? They got bits and pieces of what they feel that right would be, but it's just so much easier to do wrong and it's cooler. Well, again, Sometimes doing the bad thing is fun. Yeah. You know, the world paints the picture that um, the bad way is the fun way. And if you want to have fun, look, everyone remembers a commercial where the kids are having fun. Everybody (laughs) wants to have fun. But the reality is it takes hard work. And so we have to, in order to be successful in life, we have to have a plan. So we have to plan our work. And then we have to work the plan, you know, and if we do those kind of things, then we can be successful. And if you're not in an environment where you're used to hearing that, then do some research. There's so many wonderful books out there that we can read. And there's different people that we can go to as well for guidance and advice. If you're in school, there's guidance counselors. Maybe there's a favorite teacher that um, is easy to approach or someone that we can talk to that can give us that that, that needed guidance. For me, I'm a Bible reader. Um, I believe that the Bible offers fantastic guidance and direction, especially as we look at the things that we're going through in the perilous world in which we live in today. I know, like, um, for my kids, um, I do believe that um, the world each day is a school and each day is a, is a, is a different lesson. 
So for me, when we have Thanksgiving, um, I always take him to Alabama or Charleston, South Carolina is my favorite place to take them mm-hmm. because I give them the true meaning of what Thanksgiving mean, not the holiday, like truly be thankful for where we are now. I think a lot of times when it comes to various holidays, people celebrate and really don't have an idea what they're celebrating. Um, yes. Like yeah. like even Christmas, I don't necessarily celebrate Christmas, but what I do, I celebrate the end of the year. Um, like I said, for Thanksgiving, I literally take my kids to historical areas in the South, and I let them ask me as many questions as possible. We really need to reevaluate our thought process and really embrace our responsibility as men. Um, I, I think a lot of times um, we get frustrated with, you know, our baby mamas or so on and so forth. And then the, and the child always suffer, especially when the two parents are not on the same page. Yes. I think that's a huge issue in our community. Yes, most definitely. Again, when we look at the family structure, mm-hmm. um, it takes individuals willing to work together. People's family structures differ. Um, again, I grew up in a Bible-based environment mm-hmm. where men and women got married, raised children, cert- certain family standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the society of today is totally different. Oh, yeah. So each each one's family structure can be a little different. But at the same time, we have to find some type of balance within that. Each one has a role. And then when they uh, accept the responsibilities of those roles, mm-hmm. then we can have a successful family. Do you think um, today's society may be lacking structure? Again, um, I think that there are a lot of advancements that have been made, Mm -hmm. but uh, many of the advancements are so fast-paced that many times people think that that's what's more important. The family structure is the beginning of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It starts at home, and then it's reinforced outside of the home, especially with education and morals and manners and respect and those type of things. And unfortunately, we live in a society today where we think it's the educator's responsibility to teach our children true, these things. Which is not true. Which is not true at all. No. It starts at home yep. and it's reinforced by the educators. School is not uh, a place you send your kids for like babysitting. Uh, they want the teachers to babysit, be the counselors problem solved for them that's not the place for that no not at all (laughs) again it takes us as parents taking on the role of the parent and many times that doesn't mean it's always going to be easy because raising children today is a challenge the world changes so quickly um i think it's like every six seconds you know um, (laughs) every six seconds seriously just just turn the television on. Man, when that commercial first come on, it's come on, it's real loud, it's exciting, it catches your attention. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the way we are. We are attention-driven. When we're raising our children, we have to learn that as a parent, we have to set this, the structure within the family. And that can be a challenge because today there's so many external factors weighing on our children. Hmm. I know... Uh... Another issue, um, in a couple of workplaces I was in, I would be working with some young African-American men, and um, they wouldn't even give you eye contact. They would rather look at the ground, the wall, or the sky 
Yes. Versus mm-hmm. look you in the eye or even acknowledge you. You know, you go outside, you see them conversating with, you know, guys their age. But I do see a big gap in between the older black man, males and the younger black males. I see that a lot. And I don't know if they have some type of resentment or it's just not cool anymore. <laughs> but I definitely see this a lot. Again, society has taught them that there has to be division between us. Mm. We can't get along because they've been taught that we don't have anything in common. Yeah. You know, you, you're old school. Yeah. You don't understand what the young guys are going through now. Yes. You know, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I might be old school, you know, but at the same time, you'd be amazed at the amount of things that we have in common. True. Both of us grew up as men of color. Mm-hmm. Both of us grew up in a world where they were taught that we had no value. Mm-hmm. Both of us grew up in an environment where we realized that we had to be quick thinkers because they're not going to be out there to help us. So many times when we come together and we talk about things, we find out that we have a lot more in common than we may have thought we did. And that's true. That's true. Um, um, a few of those guys, when the conversation did begin then the questions followed and i had one guy believe it or not he used to google certain things i would say to him can you believe that like i'll say well no that happened this way that happened that way and one day he was his his thumbs were moving so fast i was like you know what are you doing and he was like oh i'm looking that up Oh yeah. No one hand I was offended. <laughs> no one I was offended. I'm like Dude, why would I have to lie to you? You know? And sure enough, um it, it, it was factual and he did a couple more times and um, you know, months passed and you know, he stopped doing that. But yeah, he literally would fact check me. Well again, <laughs> they've been told that we don't understand mm-hmm. we're old school we're antiquated we're outdated we don't understand what life is like today mm-hmm. and so many of them have been taught that google is everything oh yeah it is everything oh um, yeah tiktok or whatever mm-hmm. the new thing is now. whatever social media fad comes through exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so the world has changed but nonetheless, we still see the importance that the family structure pay, plays within the world today. Because, again, the family is the building block for civilization. Well, I do believe um, when the family structure is broken, because my family uh, has been in the foster care um, service for quite some time. I even went to visit my aunt, and she was she was actually uh, keeping these two little young Caucasian girls and one of them um, she kept like making these noises and then I would see her take her her nose and like rub on her her forearm and I asked my aunt I was like you know what's you know you know what's up with that and she says that the girl thinks she's a cat I couldn't make this up and she was saying well there's a lot of stuff she went through living with her parents you know drug abuse arguments mm-hmm. fights and yes um yes. 
I think even something tragic happened to one of the parents. So something mentally happened to the young girl. The family has to have structure. You have to have discipline. You have to have respect for yourself and your, and your kids. You can't say and do any and everything in front of the kid. You can't do that because it's going to come out some kind of way. And I believe that's what happened with this young this young lady. Yes, and it can take years for our young ones that have been traumatized, mm-hmm. things that may have experienced as young children. And those are the kind of things that later in life can come back up again. And then they have to relive these memories all over again. So many times when we as parents accept the responsibility for having children, we have Mm -hmm. to make sure that we are mature enough to handle that responsibility. But unfortunately, we live in such a fast-paced world. Everyone wants to have fun. And sometimes we don't think about the long-range consequences of some of the decisions that we make. So again, that's why some of us older, more experienced individuals, we can sometimes look down the road a little further than some of the younger guys can. And we can see the pitfalls and calamities that they may be heading for. So it's always wise that we can try to assist But at the same time, as all of us have heard said in the past, sometimes we can lead a horse to water, but we can't make them drink. Oh, that's true. So we can offer guidance. We can offer assistance. We can do all of those things. But ultimately, each person has to decide for themselves how they may choose to live their life. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember working and um, some young fellows, you know, they'll, um, you know, abuse certain situations and you would say, Hey man, you might not need to do that. And, you know, they start using profanity. Oh, I don't give a damn about this job and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, man, you know, you fill out the application. These folks got rules. And if you plan on working here, you know, I, I would suggest you follow those rules. And of course they get themselves in trouble and end up getting themselves fired. But as you say, like you're giving that, you know, advice, but they don't necessarily have to follow. But you as an older person know everybody has to work to survive. But, you know, you you know, you get those groups that, you know, they want to be rebels. They want to be renegades. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. So I see a lot of that as well. And you need to understand, especially in the work environment that we're in today, as we were talking about earlier, everything is fast paced. Mm-hmm. Everything is interconnected, you know. And so, unfortunately, a lot of individuals do get themselves in employment situations where they say, you know what, I'm just going to quit this job because I can go get another one. Yeah. Well, many companies today have a background check. Mm-hmm. Companies today have random drug tests. Mm-hmm. Many companies today have performance evaluations, mm-hmm. you know, and oh. this is just the structure of business. And don't forget, they also do social media checks now. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I know the company that I work for, you know, they do and they check all those things, you know, so you'd be amazed. And even though we live in a fast paced environment, you'd be amazed at some of the decisions that you make, even in your off time can impact your career. Oh, yeah. And every every man, every woman has to work. (laughs) If you you want to earn a living, you have to work. So you have to have some type of discipline. Exactly. Well, Mr. Nice, we're going to close it out. But before we close it out, if you take a moment, 
if it's something you can say to the young man, what would it be? And if it's something you can say to the older man, what would it be? Well, I think for our younger men of today, realize that we're all on the same road together, Mm -hmm. the road of life. It can be challenging. It can be a lot of fun. But at the same time, as we are on the road to life, none of us is an island. None of us can think that we can all do it on our own. Mm -hmm. So for the younger men out there, there's nothing wrong with asking for assistance. And for some of us older men out there, there's nothing wrong with us offering assistance. Mm -hmm. But it all comes down to communication. We have to validate each other. We have to try to understand what the other person is going through. Being empathetic doesn't mean that we want to give them sympathy. We don't want to feel sorry for them, but we can try to empathize. We can try to understand what others are going through. And so remember that we are all on this beautiful planet together. There's a purpose for us being here, and we can all be successful if we work together to assist each other. Ladies and gentlemen, Brother Knox, always a pleasure. We'll see you again at the chat house. All right, my friend. Thank you.